You guys have had some, some rain. You get a, a couple of days off in a row. That never happens. Your guy likes to play every day. Not your dr- ideal scenario here? Not ideal for me personally, especially, you know, when these doubleheaders start to pile up. It can uh, wear a little thin on some of the guys, you know, that have to play, you know, 18 innings in one day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like to play every day and I, I like to be warm. So it's a, it's a tough combo on occasion. How about for you, uh, to start this season? I know Saturday after that loss, you're very tough on yourself. You, you took the blame for the loss and, and there were a lot of things that went wrong in that game for the Mets. But, you know, what, what would you say? It looks the same as it did last year when you, when you're so effective for the Mets. You think it's everything's the same except the results right now? Yeah. I mean, I feel good. You know, I like to hold myself accountable. And if things are going the way that I want them to go or the way they should be going, and especially when I'm out there, you know, I got to do something about it. And so that's kind of me holding myself accountable for what's going on. You know, I felt like I've gotten some good ground balls this year that have found their way through. But again, that's all on me. I got to figure out how to be a little bit more effective and, and get people out. But, you know, the team's playing well. We're we're grinding it out. We're in every game. We're we're positive thinking team. The clubhouse is still a fun place to be around. And we're just, you know, excited to play baseball every day. It's fun to fun to be around this group of people, these group of coaches, uh, I just want to be. I just want to do my part. Yeah, fourteen and six record, and and still first place there in the NL East. Of course, uh, the big news this weekend was Matt Harvey being moved into the bullpen. W- what did you think when you heard of that move from Mickey Calloway and company? You know, I felt a little bit for my friend. You know, Matt Harvey's a friend of mine, and he wants to be a starter. I think his future's in the rotation somewhere. Um, but you know, we have such a good team with such good depth that we, you know, we felt like we had to make a move, and so. Uh, I'll do my part to help Matt feel comfortable down there and to be an effective pitcher. I think his best chance of getting back into the rotation is to pitch really well out of the bullpen, and uh, I think he's got the stuff to do it. Um, I think he's going to embrace it and kind of use it as a motivational tool and get back in there. To Harvey's credit, he did say Saturday that he would reach out to some of the experienced guys in that bullpen. Have you talked to him a little bit about uh, the change in roles? I did. You know, he he came up to me. He was the first one to to tell me. I didn't I didn't hear it through Twitter or anything first. He said, you know, I'm going to be in the bullpen. He goes, you know, timing-wise, what are the things that I need to do to get ready? And we kind of just ran through a quick, you know, a quick scenario of how to how to go about his day because he had a few days of being in, inactive because he threw so many pitches in a start um, that I told him this would be a great way for you to get acclimated. And so we started hanging out in the bullpen you know, seeing what it takes to get ready, you know, twice in one day. Um, and so I think I think it's going to do, you know, great for him. I think it's going to help the team, and, and I'm excited, and I hope the best for him. So Mets fans, and they heard him after his last start say, I'm a starting pitcher, I'm a starting pitcher. Has he accepted, you know, this new role in the bullpen based on your conversation with him this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it, it's on a – there's multiple levels to that, you know. Yeah. Acceptance is – a different phrase you know he accepts that this is his role right now and he will do everything he can to be effective in this role but I think you want that out of Matt you want him to feel like he's a starting pitcher you want that kind of you know attitude to where he feels like he can do more and he should be more I think that's what Mets fans want I think that's what the organization wants for him to feel like he's better than that that role and so uh, I think he's acceptance on a level that this is how it's going to be for now. And I think he's taken it as a chance to 
to prove, you know, people wrong that he deserves to be in that rotation, no matter what five, you know, starters or what team he's on. He, he he's one of the top five starters. And Harvey uh, available out of the pen for the first time tonight as we chat with Jerry Blevins, who joins us every Tuesday night here on Mets on Deck. Uh, I'm not even sure that was the biggest controversy of the weekend. Who is the fastest pitcher on this staff? That that took a, a whole other level uh, this weekend, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've never seen a foot race. I'll tell you what, Zach Wheeler is sneaky fast. He's super athletic. Uh, we've got some good, you know, good group, but I got to give it to, I got to give it to my man G coming out of the bullpen, you know, uh, taking one for the team, getting hit, you know, scoring. That was a big run. And then going out and shutting the door is a beautiful thing for him to, to do that. And, uh, as a fellow bullpen mate, uh, I think I'm voting for him to be the fastest guy. You like his shots at Cindergard? I mean, he's saying in spring training, he's like a fat guy and flip flops when he runs, uh, you know, and then taking another <laughs> shot at him, uh, after scoring I'll that run the other what? night. That is, that is one of the best descriptions of how Cindergard runs. And <laughs> I give it to Gazelman again. He, he describes it as a guy, a fat guy on the beach running without trying to kick his flip-flops off and if you watch it it's so funny that is a perfect description so not only is he the fastest on the team but he's got the best description of Syndergaard's of Syndergaard's uh run he he does have that now of course Syndergaard can hit a ball about 440 feet so he's got a couple of other things uh going he, yeah Syndergaard might be able to jog around the bases a few times with that mm, power there you go uh talking again with Jerry Blevins so 10 game road trip for you guys right now I know yeah, you missed a game there in Atlanta because of the rain. But uh, how do you keep busy on the road? What, what are you up to? Are you like you get an off day on the road yesterday? Are you a guy who lays low in the hotel? Are you running around St. Louis? What do you like to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on what city I'm in, I try to get out, get outside as quick as I can in the morning. Go grab a good breakfast to to get the day started. Um, we ended up yesterday. A group of us went out and watched Super Troopers two, which turned <laughs> out to be a really funny movie. You know, I was nervous that it wasn't going to live up to the first one because it's, you know, such a, such a legend of a movie. And so uh, and it's like 15 it. years later, right? 15 years later. It's, it's tough to, to come back from that, but they do a good job of, of acknowledging the past and what they came from. And uh, they made a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was funny. It is what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be, you know, uh, an Academy Award nominee for, you know, for drama, but it's, it's funny. And so I recommend going and seeing it. All right, so uh, we're going to do some movie reviews with you over the course uh, of this season. You love movies. I mean, how how should we do this? What kind of rating system do you want to come up with here? Is it like uh, four oh, curveballs good? I mean, what uh, what are we thinking here, Jerry? Oh, man, I, I, how about just a uh, – we'll do a, a scale of, of curveballs out of four. I think that's a good one. Okay, so this is like a, a two-curveball movie. Is that where you're putting it? A little better this than that? This is a three-curve – three out of four curveball wow. movie. Okay. Going in, you you should expect a comedy that's silly. You shouldn't you shouldn't be expecting some highbrow stuff. Uh, so if you go in with that mindset, you're going to be disappointed anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a movie everybody will enjoy. If you want to see the movie, you already have the right mindset, so you'll go in and enjoy it. There you go. And we're talking again uh, with Jerry Blevins, movie expert. And, and and that's not a joke. When you were in the minor leagues, from what I've read, you used to go to the local video store, wherever it was, and try to find the most obscure movies possible and, and watch them. Is that still, uh, I mean, obviously the video stores probably aren't there, but are you going on Netflix and watching like the straight to digital movies that you can find? <laughs> or what are you doing? Does that, do you, are you dating me a little bit with, uh, with the, you know, the, Blockbusters, I, uh, and family videos on the. That's okay. But it's I a long time since you were in the minors, Jerry. The, the world has true. changed. It's not a big deal. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I grew you, up a blockbuster. You find, yourself, 
you find yourself in some really, you know, small towns that don't have a ton of entertainment to do. And so, you know, I used to go to that, the blockbuster, you know, value bin five for 25 DVDs and find the weirdest things I could, I could find. Uh, and you get some real gems. You get to see some really obscure documentaries. Uh, but I do do that on Netflix now, or, uh, you know, it, there's so much good movie and TV content out there that's available. Uh, I feel like it's like the golden age of TV. I just watched the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. And yeah, I watched that last week. It was fun. And I, you know, I feel uncomfortable a lot of times being six foot six and 190 pounds. Like I get into a taxi and I can't put my head up, you know, sitting in a seat uh, on the flight. Like I can't lean my head back because the, the headrest is in the middle of my shoulder blades. And I, I feel myself like complaining and being uncomfortable. Then I think about being seven foot four, 540 pounds. And I'll be like, eh, my life's not that bad. I'll be okay. No, a guy had to live on a ranch in North Carolina just so people would leave him alone. <laughs> he was a larger than life, uh, a larger than life person in personality. So, I ended up watching a um, documentary on Hulu about Shepard Ferry, the guy that does the Obey um, like street art, like a graffiti artist. Okay. And his the first thing that made him famous was he did a uh, basically an Andre the Giant face that turned it into a sticker. So I bet we just came full circle on weird documentaries. The other problem with being Andre the Giant is he would probably never fit into your sock day, uh, which is coming up May 6th. <laughs> Dream come true for you, Jerry? It, it is. like a, It's a weird thing because it's not a dream of mine because it's so far-fetched that I would have like a day at the New York Mets City Field where they give away something of mine. Like Who would want to show up for that? <laughs> um, you know, I think the day before is the Johannes Cespedes Garden Gnome. So, you know, one of those two days there'll be the fans' number one favorite. I think I think my sock day might pull it off of the biggest upset in sports history. But um, it's gonna be long uh, lines, and I'm it's gonna be long lines. You know, I'm grateful for for the Mets organization to kind of you know attach my name and face to something that's that's really great. It's very humbling and it's pretty cool. And I can't wait to uh, to see how many people show up for the socks. And true story, I'm not blowing smoke. My wife, Rhonda, looked at all of the promos this year, and she's like, oh, you got to get me those Jerry Blevins socks. I want the socks. <laughs> of all the things she could point out, she she went for the socks. Finally, this might be a, a long-running thing. I, I want to make this happen with you, Jerry. Any progress on the Porsche-sponsored bullpen card? Are, are you going to be able to pull that off? You know, I'm I'm still pushing buttons. I'm still trying to pull some strings and, and get it made. Um, we are... You know, at Atlanta, there's a huge Porsche, you know, kind of experience here. They they have like a track. And so uh, and I made some phone calls and tried to put some people or get into contact with some high ups. Uh, I'm still knocking on that door. We'll see. Hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have like a, a Porsche Cayenne, you know, take me from the bullpen straight to the mound and a 360. I'll just hop out and throw strikes. I like it. I like the idea. And while I can't promise anything from the radio station here, 710WOR, we'd be more than happy to slap a bumper sticker on that sucker. So uh, we'll oh, we'll do what we Sounds can. Good, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the support on that, Pete. Yeah, and that's, that's what we do. Uh, Jerry Blevins of the New York Mets, uh, we appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right, Pete. Sounds good. I'll talk to you next Tuesday.